0: The Chicago Bulls get their first win against the Philadelphia 76ers when Joel Embiid is active and playing in a game, in a game that was a very much a playoff atmosphere type game. The Bulls did make some mistakes, but they were able to counteract those mistakes and play well enough down the stretch to win this game. We're going to talk about that win. We're going to talk about what it means and how the Bulls can build off that momentum. And unfortunately, we're also going to talk about Lonzo Ball officially having his cartilage uh, replacement surgery and what that means for the outlook for his future. We're going to get into all that and more right after this you are now tuned in to chicago bulls central your number one spot for all things chicago bulls hosted by hayes what's going on bulls fans welcome to another episode of chicago bulls central and right off the top if you want to follow me you can do so at ceo hayes CEO c-e-o-h-a-i-z-e but let's talk about these bulls and them getting a win over the philadelphia 76ers this was a fun game Watch and the box score will never really bring together just how much of a back and forth battle this game was. This felt like a game where it was two teams giving each other slobber knocker punches and just and one refused to go down. Right? This was this was a fun game, and when you look at the way that the Bulls continue to face adversity well. Uh, this game really brings all that together. The big three playing like a big three again, all scoring over 20 points, all having at least three steals, which is a rarity in the NBA as well. Apparently that they broke a record when it came to that, but this, the the way that this game went, right. And the fact that the bulls, you know, they go down, uh, they, they have the lead, the lead comes back and they just, they continue to fight. And so often, and there were so many opportunities in this game that Throughout the season, you would have thought this was over for the Bulls. When when the when the Philadelphia 76ers took a a 4-point lead at 1 point in the fourth quarter, it felt like that was going to be the type of game that the Bulls just end up dropping and that they start jacking up shots or they or the defense starts playing lackadaisical and they did not do that, right? This team continued to play their solid brand of defense. They continued to go through their offense to uh, get good shots, take shots within the flow of the offense. Um, They limited the turnovers. I think they only had one or two turnovers in all of the second half of the game, which is just huge for this team. And they they just played well and responded well to a, a game that very much felt like a playoff game, facing an MVP candidate on the other side of the game. And one of the things that just really bring home this is the play of the big three, right? Is uh, DeMarta Rosen with 25 points? He goes 10 of 22 in this game, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals. Did DeMarta Rosen have Nikola Vucevic with 21 points, only taking 12 shots, being very effective at, at one point in this game? Nikola Vucevic kept taking it to Joel Embiid, and I think even got a foul call. I think, uh, I think, Vooch got the fifth foul call on, on uh, Joel Embiid, but he gets in 21 points, uh, 12 rebounds, four steals, two assists. And then Zach Levine as well. 26 points on 8 of 20 shooting. We want to see that be a little bit better. 7 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 3 turnovers from Zach Levine. One of them being one of the more head-scratching turnovers that I've ever seen. Him and DeMar both had just tough turnovers in this game. But overall, this team just... They, they 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 took the adversity and they responded to it well. And you saw that this was a team that, for once, I can look at this Bulls team and say they refused to go down in this game, right? There are so many opportunities, so many times where even if the Bulls would have lost this game, yeah, it would have sucked. Yeah, we would have called out the mistakes and things that they made over the course of the game. But I think that, like, the, the Bulls team did not get down on themselves. It never seemed like this team was... Worried about losing this game, if that makes sense. Like, like not to say that they were overconfident and just thought that they had it in the bag, but just the mental resiliency that they showed in this game was was huge in this game. The defense that they played also in this game was just it was a nice branded defense. Yeah, both teams didn't shoot the ball too well. When you look at the Bulls shooting 41% overall from the field, the uh Philadelphia 76ers not shooting much better at 42%. Both teams were terrible from three-point range, being in the 20s as far as percentage from the three-point range. Um, But this is a game where the Bulls lost the rebounding battle. They did win the turnover battle, so shout out to that. Um, But you know they 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 had 20 assists on 39 made baskets. Didn't shoot the ball too well overall. And these are games that the Bulls usually would have lost. And that is the biggest you know thing that you can look at as far as positives in this game is that the Bulls get a win in the type of game that they've been losing this season. That is just that's been frustrating. That has really brought together just how disappointing this season has been. The Bulls play. Excellently down the stretch of this game. J- James Harden going two of fourteen in this game. Uh, 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 Io DeSumo, being on him a little bit played pretty solid defense, but it was really Pat Bev, uh, uh, Patrick Williams when he got shot, when he got switched on to James Harden did pretty good as well. Um, and you know the, like and and let's I want to also talk about Patrick Williams defense. Yes, if you look at the box score, Patrick Williams didn't shoot the ball effectively at all. He didn't shoot the ball much at all, but but he gave effort defensively. He goes one of six from the field, but if you look at the defense, he played in key possessions against Harden, uh, someone Tobias Harris. He even got switched on Joel Embiid on a couple of possessions. Uh, when when uh, Pat Bev did foul out, it was Patrick Williams on Maxi who was cooking, and this is the way that Patrick Williams can continue to affect the game. In the, in the pre-recorded episode yesterday, I told you guys, I just wanted to see Patrick Williams have a positive impact. Figure out the way that you can add to this team, what you can bring to this game, and at least do that, even if your shot isn't falling. He did that last night, but no one is going, like, we cannot go over this game without talking about Derrick Jones Jr., right? A player that really brings together the whole next man up mentality. I know that was a thing for us last season more than this season, but Derrick Jones Jr.'s role has been inconsistent since he's been a Chicago Bull. But we now look at Derrick Jones Jr. and just him always being ready to contribute, always bringing the same energy, never coming in lackadaisical. We know that rhythm is important with sports and in basketball specifically, but Derrick Jones Jr., a player whose just role has been so up and down, is always ready to go, and he gets the game-sealing block and rebound in this game that just brings this, this game home for the Bulls, and he played solid defense throughout. He had a big three. He missed a big three earlier, but he played a uh, had, hit a big three as well for the Bulls. While he was one for four from the three, the one three that he hit was amazing for the Bulls. He had the highest plus minus on the team at plus 13. He played a great role for the Chicago Bulls last night, absolutely adding and helping us get this win. And I don't want to overlook it, but Patrick Beverly as well. We Like Pat Bev, when the Bulls, when this game went into overtime, in that first overtime period, and before the period started, you saw Patrick Beverly bring all the guys in who were going to be playing in that game and talking to them. His leadership, is non, is undeniable, right? It's undeniable what his leadership brings to this team. And so w- for a team that was missing those qualities, he's absolutely bringing that for this team. And we're seeing it pay off in, in resulting in wins. The Bulls now eight and four since Patrick Beverly came on. And yes, it's not just Pat Bev. Zach Levine has been playing b- much better throughout that stretch. Last two games, he hasn't shot the ball too well, but uh, you know, and just, what that leadership, what that, what being vocal on both sides of the ball means and calling out what teams are, are trying to do and you know helping players be in the, right, in the right positions to help affect the play and calling them out defensively like Pat Bev has been a revelation for the Chicago Bulls team. And in, and in a time where we face uncertainty of what the future point guard position is going to look like for the Chicago Bulls, I'm happy that Pat Bev is here helping lead, guide this team, go through the offense. He believes in Billy Donovan wholeheartedly. And so when you look at those type of things, this was a great game, a fun win for the Chicago Bulls to get um, over the the second team in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers. They may have dropped in the standings now after this loss. I'm not sure. Haven't checked it for the Philadelphia 76ers, but it's just, it's really good to see your, your team respond in this way, in this type of game specifically. And the Bulls have faced a lot of playoff type games uh, it looks like the 76ers actually moved to to third in the Eastern Conference. But um, it, it, it just the Bulls' recent schedule has had a lot of playoff atmosphere type games. We're going to talk about what that's mean for this team. But, you know, the Bulls face the Philadelphia 76ers again on Wednesday at home in the UC. Uh, right now, James Harden, for example, is 8-44 shooting from the Chicago Bulls in the season series this season so far. Can the Bulls continue to build off that? Can they build off this momentum and use this towards heading towards the plan? The Bulls have now separated themselves even further from the two teams below them. They held a two-game advantage over the Washington Wizards and a a -a two-and-a-half-game advantage over the Indiana Pacers. Both those teams are on two-game losing streaks. So in a time where the Chicago Bulls have a difficult schedule, we know that uh, they're going to be facing some tough games in this stretch. uh, And towards the back end of the season, it doesn't get easier for the Bulls, right? We face the 76ers again. We face Portland, who, even though Portland doesn't seem like they're going to the play-in or anything like that. Um, they're still a tough team. As long as Dame Willard's on that team, we know how they can put the ball in, in the in the rim and, and it can it can get dangerous. They can score with the best of them. Um, then we face the Lakers and then then the Clippers, then the Lakers again, then there's a the Charlotte game, Memphis, uh, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Dallas, Detroit. That's our remaining 11 games to finish out this season. And it's gonna be a tough uh, 11 games to get that done. And with the lead that we currently hold over the Wizards and the Pacers, the Bulls playing well over the stretch is even more important, right? If the Bulls over these next 11 games can go above 400, if they can finish, if the Bulls can go seven and four in these next 11 games, the Bulls will finish with a 500 record. Uh, uh, In a season where we we have struggled to get above 500 for the rest of the season, if the Bulls can play like they have been playing, just keep playing with that heart, keep facing the adversity the way that they've been facing it, and get to a 400 record for the season, It, it, it would be it, 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 that would be wild with the way that this season has felt, the way that this season has gone, but the heart that the Bulls are playing with against some of the better competition in the NBA right now, and I'll say this, if the Bulls have that type of record going into the play-in, they will carry forth so much momentum with them, and I don't want to overlook what that momentum not only does for the team, the chemistry, their mentality, right? Playing with a little bit of an edge, discovering, hey, when we play with heart, we win with heart, right? It's different when you play with heart and you still lose the game. It's harder to, to continue to double down on that heart. But the Bulls are seeing success in a time where they're giving the right amount of heart, the right amount of effort, the right amount of defense. They're playing together as a team. Everybody's fitting into their roles a little bit better than what they have over the course of the season. And if the Bulls continue this, I do think that they can carry that momentum into the playing tournament and possibly win the playing tournament. I still have my doubts over the Chicago Bulls and what they can do in the first round of the playoffs. But I tell you what, we'll worry about that when we get to it. Right now, the Bulls are 8-4 and four in their last 12. If they can have a similar record and go 7-4 and four in their next 11, we're talking about a team that, yeah, still has struggled. It doesn't take away from how this team has disappointed at times this season. It doesn't take away from AK and Eversley really needing to look at this roster and make some significant changes, and one based off the Lonzo Ball injury, at third surgery since he's been a Bull, alone as well in that. We'll talk about that here in a second. but. If the Bulls can continue to just play with this effort, if they can continue to execute at this level, if they can continue to just come together as a team and get healthier over their time, Javante Green made his return in this game. And while he didn't play a lot of minutes, I don't even know if he took a shot in this game, the energy that he brought, you can tell that it was still there. It's going to take a little bit of, uh, uh, for him to get back, trusting that knee, he played nine minutes last night. He registered a rebound and a steal. But getting Javante Green back and having him go through these next 11 games to really get trust trust that knee again, get himself back in rhythm. Alex Caruso hopefully coming back. And if this team can ride out with the way that they're playing now to get back as close to 100 percent healthy as they can, man, um the play in tournament can be fun. And we can see have postseason play that could be fun overall. But it really still is up to the Chicago Bulls to execute. It's up for them to it's up to them to get the wins that are necessary to bring that together. If they can do that. Man, we're talking about a different season. This is a completely different Bulls team, not only because of Pat Beverly out there, but just in the way that they are responding to the adversity that's in front of them. It was it was probably five different things that happened in this game. The DeMar DeRozan turnover late, where he just kind of fell asleep there. Uh, the, the Zach Levine, where he allowed, you know, a player bumping into him, and then he just kind of more focused on asking, or trying to get the refs to make a call, and then, you know, forces a turnover. The, the Philadelphia 76ers, taking the lead briefly in the fourth quarter, and then again in the overtime period. Those are all things that we've seen from this team, and they get down on themselves, and then they get out the game. We're not seeing that anymore. And with that level of heart, with that level of determination, with that level of execution as well, hey, man, we'll see what the Bulls can do in the postseason. Now, yesterday, we also got um, an update that Lonzo Ball officially had his uh, cartilage transplant surgery. And this was with a cadaver, so they took the the cartilage out of a, of a body and then put it into Lonzo Ball. And so this surgery, the, the biggest thing of, of concern here is that, hey, there hasn't been very many NBA players to have this surgery. I know I gave you guys the stats on another video over, over you know, players and athletes that were able to return to a high level after having the surgery. There's only been two players in the NBA to have the surgery. One is Festus Ezeli, who did not and was not able to return to his NBA career at all. And then you had Jason Richardson, who never really returned back to being him or an impact player but he did return back to playing NBA. And he's still, I I don't know if he's still playing in the big three, but I know he played in the big three and still shine and dazzle there. Now, the biggest concerns there is that both of those players, one never returned and one while returning to the NBA was never the impact player, the player that he was before. And so that is now put to question, of course, can Lonzo Ball be the first player to ever come back at a high level after having this surgery? And you guys know, again, I have to be honest with my thoughts and my feelings here Lonzo Ball is already somebody who comes back back slower from injuries and heals at a at a slower recovery rate than it seems like the normal that most players do, and so in a in a surgery and a type of of a procedure that NBA players just have not come back from. Now again, a lot of them have not had them. It's not like we have like ten or fifteen players that have had this surgery to really go off that history. It has brought into question even more what that future is going to be for Lonzo Ball. And and, uh, head coach Billy Donovan had this to say, we all understand that it's going to be an uphill battle for him, but I know that he's going to do everything possible in his rehab to get himself back on the court. And I don't think anybody doubts Lonzo Ball wanting to get back on the court. But realistically, and this is something that I've said, and I don't think I'm going to waver from this at all. It doesn't mean that AK and Eversley are going to do this. They can make a completely different decision. But when you think about a, a surgery in which Not many NBA players have had the ones that have had it have not been able to come back at the level that they were. And then even if you look outside of just the game of NBA, not many high level athletes and players have been able to come back from the surgery and actually have a meaningful career afterward, right? That's just the reality of now. If Lonzo can be the first to ever do it, shout out to Lonzo ball, it'd be a great redemption story. I would love to see it, but at some point you have to play the averages. And AK, if I'm A.K. and Eversley going into this offseason, I'm absolutely attempting to file for that career-ending injury exception. And it sucks. Like, like I think everybody would want Lonzo here if he was going to be healthy. But when you look at the timetable to return, 18 months to return, shout out to him getting it early, right? For, but 18 months to return. At that point, you're going through a whole season and all of, of not this offseason coming up, but the offseason after that, the majority of that as well you're missing. I think that you have to try to file for that career-ending injury exception to give yourself that $20 million. Lonzo's going to get his money regardless, but you, this is still a business. You have to look at it as a way of what's going to put your team in the best situation. Yes, if Lonzo Ball was going to be healthy within that time, and considering this too, he only has two seasons left on his contract, and you're looking at missing the majority and even partial of another season after that, potentially with this time timetable to return. So, it sucks. It's unfortunate. It's disappointing. It's 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 sad. It's just downright sad for Lonzo Ball. And like I've said before, this is bigger than basketball. And this is a, a a life thing for Lonzo Ball. But when you're the Bulls and you run this team, you have to look at the organization and you have to look at what's going to help your organization the most. And unfortunately, I, I really do hope that the Bulls consider trying to file for that that exception. That really gives the Bulls some a huge tool to use to add to this team this offseason. But you guys can let me know what you think down below. What do you think on on, uh, on the on the uh, chance that Lonzo Ball does return? Do you think that A.K. and Eversley should maybe just, you know, go the business route and just file for that in- career-ending injury exception? Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. Uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break- Media. Break- Media.